Good morning, Lansing. It's Saturday, and the pet experts are in the building. And it's time for the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on more compelling talk radio, 1320 WILS. Now, your hosts, Lee Cohen and Rick Preetz. Welcome, pet keepers, to this week's Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. I'm your host, Lee Cohen, here with my co-host, the pet expert himself, Mr. Rick Bruce. Good morning, Rick. Hey, Lee. How you been? I'm good. And welcome back to you. And, Rick, I got to say, every week for a lot of years, I've been calling you the pet expert. And darn if your industry didn't finally agree with me <laughs> and say that he is a pet expert. So congratulations on behalf of all who know you. My understanding is last week in Vegas, you got a little bit of recognition that is well-deserved. So yeah. tell us about it. Well. You know, ever since a kid, I've been in the pet business and um, been part of what's an amazing industry with lots of, like, I don't know, in life, you know, if your job can be so darn fascinating that you stay fascinated with it for a lifetime, 40, a lifetime <laughs> that's a really good thing. And so this was a Lifetime Achievement Award, and, you know, I can only... Um, you know, postulate, you know, why why I came up and why I was given it uh, in this arena. This is uh, just various people that are substantial parts of our industry. You know, the the leaders of corporations and um, you know organizations that try to promote the the aquarium, dog, cat, pet trade category, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, um, my lifetime achievement is probably different than from my point of view or view than maybe their idea of what my lifetime achievement is. You know, for me, my lifetime achievement is, you know, first, I would say being married for nearly 40 years. Right. um, Having my child and raising a child and having her here with me um, uh, talking talking about something that I'm passionate about that she's very good with. Uh, It's about, you know, keeping your mother's legacy alive. Yeah. You know, uh, that, that, that is substantial. Um, I, I think it's always important before I say what's my lifetime achievement award is, is to just go back to the fact that it was my mother's creative idea. And there's a lot to it than just, you know, I guess selling pets is to get into the pet industry in the form of at first a fish store and that one blossomed into something that was a full line pet store and then it became kind of a life career. A life career for her and a life career for me but more importantly, it kind of gave life meaning. Well, Rick, it was a, a great show for you to be able to be recognized for your lifetime achievement. And one of the other things that I think had to be great and very inspiring for you is to be able to take not just your wife and daughter out to the show and to the award ceremony, but also to get the chance to take some of your staff and really see some of the great products uh, that are coming out in your industry. Uh, I know you guys have always done that before, but this was uh, a, a different opportunity. Well, I want to take a real quick moment because I know we have to move on, but it's taken 
an endless number of employees, family members, and efforts to put us where we are today to be recognized as something that's special and unique. And uh, I just want to say thank you to every family member, employee, and customer that's out there that enabled, I guess, me to have something that is now seen as a lifetime achievement. Well, we will talk a little bit about that, but more we'll talk about the different products that are out there this week on the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. It's the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. Here are your hosts, Rick Pruce, a man possessing unparalleled animal care expertise, and Lee Cohen, who's also here. We're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And, Rick, we have with us in the studio two returning guests. We have Miranda Chavez, who is the uh, manager of the front counter, and she also handles the dog and cat section. Is that correct? And we have Kirby Pruce, who uh, I don't know what she handles these days besides everything. And bottom line is, if there's something going on, she's in the middle of it, most likely. Uh, welcome back to the show, Kirby. Yeah, thank Thank you for having me. Oh, our pleasure. Uh, to begin with, let's talk about the event that took place last week that you guys attended. It was in Las Vegas. It was called the Super Zoo, and it was put on by the World Pet Association. And give me an idea. I've always known about the Pet Expo in Orlando, Florida, that you guys have gone to traditionally in years. Is this on a similar level? Is this bigger? Is this smaller. Well, what kind of an event is the PEDEX, is the uh, Super Zoo? Well, I think the first thing to clarify, because I've been explaining this all week to everybody, is that it's not live animals. It's not an actual pet expo. Uh, we're talking about innovative pet products in the industry, uh, predominantly covering the dog and cat category, but also covering small animals, reptiles, and aquatics. Uh, I would say that it's probably a bit larger, actually, than the Global Pet Expo. Expo. Uh, the moment we walked in as a team, we all kind of looked at each other, eyes glazed over, and accepted the fact that we would never get through it all. Um, it's just, it's huge. It's huge. And uh, we've got Miranda here today. It was her first show, and uh, I think it'll be interesting when we talk to her because she can also chime in on how overwhelming it can be. <laughs> I can imagine so. Now, as someone who has been to a lot of these shows, as you have been, uh, I'm assuming that there was a lot of very new ideas, people from all over the world who are basically creating every innovative idea that you could have thought of or maybe never even thought of, and were there to try and see if there's a market for them. Is that pretty much what you ran into? Yeah, a lot of uh, products that 15 years ago as a kid I walked through saying someone should develop this and you know, the person that developed it dressed to the nines while we walk through as these struggling small business owners. But um, no, they uh, definitely have some innovative products. The coolest one that really sticks out, and we'll talk about it a little bit more, um, is a mouse cat food, um, which just when you think about it makes sense. Why would they not use mouse as a meat source? 
Um, when you think about feeding canned cat food, a lot of why you feed it is it's really high in moisture content. And when you think of a cat chasing a mouse, part of what's great about it, when they eat the mouse, if you think of a cat outside, they're getting all of the raw organs and bones and all the moisture from the actual mouse itself. And it's actually really healthy, just packed full of vitamins and minerals. So this company has actually created um, a canned cat food that uses mouse as a meat source. Um, they actually raise the mice in their um, facility and they blend it with turkey and duck. And I think there might have been a fish formula. Uh, no, there wasn't a fish formula. There was turkey and duck and one other meat source. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely innovative. So, Well, I guess when they put Tom with Jerry, they figured something out <laughs> in terms of giving the animal exactly what they want. And that's not a bad thing. Now, when it came to the show, uh, give us an idea. How many different vendors were there? Were we, we looking at thousands of different vendors? or Definitely in the upper hundreds. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of vendors for sure. Sure. Um, enough that my boyfriend at the end of the five days looked at his Garmin and we had walked 56 miles. Um, now, obviously, that includes <laughs> heading from our hotel over to the convention, um, but endless aisles of, I'd say, hundreds of different vendors. I would, I would say thousands. Wow. I think they're definitely over, you know, several thousand. Wow. That's that's an amazing show. And how long has this been going on? Is this something that's been going on for many years or is it something that's popped uh, up more recently? I remember SuperZoo, I think, showing up maybe in the mid, maybe late 80, 80s, if not early 90s, and has been going on forever. Um, the global show that we go down with to, or, with a, to in Orlando, and that was actually, interestingly enough, a manufacturer show where just distributors would go to, and then as the market evolved and things changed, it started to become uh, one where retailers could go to as well. So th there was a, 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 a long-standing one called the Backer Show, which we, you know, it, I think dated back when we were doing this show. It wasn't it hasn't gone that long, right? But uh, that was like the grandfather of them all. Is that the one in Chicago? That was in Chicago. Okay. So this is one of the newer ones, but newer as in it's very well established, and um, it's just uh, uh, well represented by uh, various manufacturers, and that's pretty much what happens is these manufacturers collectively gather enough steam and energy to say, hey, wouldn't it be great if we could have a, an association that puts on stuff like this to kind of promote our industry and to kind of make things move forward? And that's where SuperZoo is. And they have a few other um, aquatic experience. Right. You remember me going to aquatic I experience? Do. I do. That was also put on by by WPA, which is, you know, another aspect of the SuperZoo. Gotcha. So real quick facts, if you have a second. It's been around since 1950, actually. Uh-oh. Um, they way actually off. had right. 1,200 exhibitor in booths. So you were correct. It's in the thousands. And typically they have, um, over the past few years, they've had about 10,000 attendees that come. Wow. Well, and it makes sense because the pet industry has evolved so much in just the last 10 years that you and I have been talking about it that I would think that as the industry continues to grow 
everything about the industry continues to grow to the point where there's just so much to think about, so much to do. And let's let's shift over to Miranda, since this was your first time going to an event like this. As someone who hasn't been to a show like this and hasn't had the chance to really see it, how overwhelming uh, was it when you first walk in well, and you see this whole we, thing? we got to start with how overwhelming was it when she walked onto her first plane? <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. It was definitely a like a whole week of a bunch of firsts for me. It uh, was just, Never flown before, right? Right. I had never flown before. Um, I had never really traveled very far before. Um, I think Florida was the farthest I have gone, um, but it was just a car ride. Uh, So getting onto the plane and, you know, the takeoff, I think we actually, um, Emmy that was also with us, videoed my reaction because I was was squeezing her hands so tight. Uh, Just, you know, um, it was fantastic to go. And and, and then there's that next maybe – you know, that, then there's Vegas. You go to Vegas for the first time. What was your reaction on Vegas? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I I don't even know where to begin because all of the lights and, you know, just always, always jumping at all points of the day. Yeah, we um, stayed in the giant pyramid, the Luxor. I gotcha. So that was a unique experience, oh, and that definitely. was kind of fun. Well, plus seeing mountains and uh, all of the... Uh, things to see in the natural world that yeah. are completely different than here. If you're not used to the desert and the mountains. Oh, and the heat? And oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were sunbaked. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm I like, mean, it's, you know, 9 o'clock at night, and it's like, is it 110 degrees out here? You know, we're just walking the strip, and we see somebody with water, and we're like, oh, man, wouldn't a big cup of water taste so good right now? You know? <laughs> well, as far as your job with Proust, Pets, you are one of the key people when it comes to figuring out not just what merchandise there should be, but also how to position it, how to recommend it to people. That's what you do all day in the dog and cat uh, segment of the store. Oh, so tell us about what you saw that was intriguing. I mean, how did it change your perspective on what you see because I can imagine that you know the shelves in the part of the store where you spend so much of your time restocking and making sure that it's all there but it has to be just absolutely like my god how small my perspective (laughs) was compared to what could be in terms of what's available talk a little bit about that yeah so we actually um the first day that we were there we ended up going to some trainings as well that were all on marketing merchandising like the business aspect of it um so it was great kind of prepping with that And then the next day, going to see actually the trade show and seeing every single booth, you know, decked out like the most beautiful displays that you can imagine. And it really did just like I have a whole notebook full of little notes that I took and just like, oh, we could do this in the store. We could do this in the store. Um, Some of the products that I really liked, um, I know um, one is by a new display by Westpaw. They are using... Um, ocean-bound plastic to recycle into dog toys. And I mean, 
what better for a fish store than to have, you know, recycled plastic that's not going to be in the ocean anymore, you know, to our dogs. Um, and that one has, you know, Frisbees. There's different, very just interesting shaped toys as well, which I think are, um, you know, your dog gets bored of the same type of toy every time. So having some different shape options and things you can throw and it'll float and i know they had bowls as well they were just really cool you're just hoping people aren't taking their their dog to the beach and it misses the frisbee right <laughs> <laughs> no, that, the get, plastic is like oh, i got back, out of there the i ocean. got out of there and you've got me back in there again <laughs> oh my gosh but at least an opportunity not to not to use plastic mm-hmm. First time through, virgin plastic and dog toys just doesn't make sense. We need right. that. We need that recycled product. It's oh, nothing definitely. better than out of the ocean. Make yep. those oceans better. Exactly. Now, when it came to seeing all this, one of the things that I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak for myself. One of the first thoughts I would have is, okay, I think we should bring in all of it. And <laughs> it's it's kind of like when a new restaurant opens up and you see the menu and you're like, okay. I'll take one. Right. <laughs> one of each, please. Exactly. <laughs> and that's kind of how you feel. But if your last name is Pruce, you have to think about, but what can we actually sell timely, make money on, and do well with? Because one of the objectives of owning a business is making a profit. So tell me, how did that conflict go in your mind in terms of not being able to gravitate to everything? Yeah, so I definitely, well, during the Vegas trip, I actually did celebrate my four years of being at Proust. And so over those four years, I've definitely met so many wonderful customers and I've had conversations with them and I feel that I have a pretty good grasp of what our customers, when they come in, kind of what they're looking for. Um, I know there was a lot of um, boutique type of products there as well. Um, And I just, I feel that um, it sounds strange, but just looking at the things and being like, okay, I can picture where this is going to go in the store. I know who's going to come in and ask for it. I want to get that product in. Um, One of the things that's interesting when you go to one of these shows is it does seem endless, but then when you think about it, there are scenarios where there's a lot of the same thing just in different packages. Mm-hmm. So really, when you're walking around, you've got to be a little careful that you know, you're thinking and rethinking what you're seeing in the perspective of, does this plug into something that we need? Do we already have it? Is there some particular handle to this product that is some advantage to this product that can actually raise above what we're currently doing, you know, and one thing that's somewhat limited to some extent in our dog and cat department is space. I mean, right. just mm-hmm. like any retailer, you have a limitation of space. So it's oftentimes an opportunity for you to kind of hone in on how do you create that area more efficiently? How do you bring products in that people will really want? And actually, in order to do that, you have to exit other products that aren't doing as well. Right. And so there's nothing better than somebody that works the floor, talks to people, trains, learns, and understands the, the trade, so to speak, to try to make those decisions. So with Kerbaby going there, she certainly has more experience than just about anyone exactly. at the store. And then 
Miranda has been right at the crossroads to do that. So we'd like to take all of our staff there. Right. It would be fantastic. But as a matter of practicality, we have to designate a few. And so the person that actually gets elected to go there, you know, some of it might be pulling straws. But for the most part, it's, you know, some of those straws are a little weighted, you know. There's no, some people <laughs> in our store that we just need to get out there. And right. it, their job description just tends to call for that. And they know their business. Right. And so that's that's kind of part of the element of this. Well, it, there's no question. It is an important thing uh, to do. And frankly, there's a lot of new products that I know are out there. So we need to take our first break. But when we come back from the break, I'd like to have you and Kerbet talk a little bit about some of the products that are going to be new and different. And frankly, some of the things that the public might not even imagine exists. And a week ago, Miranda, you too might not have imagined it existed, but now you have the proof of your own eyesight exactly what it is. So we'll have that conversation with Miranda Chavez and with Kerbe Proust from Proust Pets right here on the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. Welcome back to the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. Here are your hosts, Rick Bruce and Lee Cohen. It's 9.35 and we're back here with the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And we've been talking this morning all about the big show that took place last week in Las Vegas, the Super Zoo, in which Rick Pruce was the recipient of some well-deserved rewards that he got for his career in the pet supply industry. And we have in the studio with us Miranda Chavez and Kirby Pruce, both of whom attended and got the opportunity to see the future, to know what it is that people have been toiling on in back rooms across the world to figure out the next great object or thing or food item or toy or whatever it is that's going to change all of the lives of all of the pets that people have in their homes. So to continue the conversation, uh, Kirby, let's bring you in because you have a lot of experience at these shows. Uh, I'm going to say to the for people who don't know, you've literally grown up in this industry and have been going to things like this and seeing all of this. But frankly, I guarantee even you are shocked at some of the things that people come up with that you see at shows like this. So talk a little bit about what you saw that really intrigued you and frankly might really surprise some of our listeners. Um, One thing that I saw this year that I thought was innovative and also an interesting concept that kind of coincides with something we teach a lot of our customers is the kind of convergence of what to transport your animal in and how to do it safely in a way they feel comfortable. So what I mean by that, and I'll talk about a cat product and then also a product actually for rodents, um, is 
for example, they um, when Miranda and I are helping customers, we oftentimes will get customers who have cats that have a strong aversion to being in a cat carrier. They don't like it. And oftentimes when we kind of unravel what the process has been getting them into the carrier, it's very traumatic. It's uh, a cat that's met with kind of a hard hand pushing them into the carrier and you're going to get in here and you're going to go to the vet. And First of all, I don't think anybody Sometimes wants to be... Sometimes people have to go to the doctor, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first of all, no animal wants to be shoved into a container. Right. Second of all, you're going to a place where they're probably sticking a thermometer up your butt or doing things that really aren't delightful. Right. Um, so this creates a really traumatic experience for a pet. And so um, this year, what I thought was kind of neat is they actually introduced a cat bed that then um, converts into a cat carrier, um, which kind of goes along with what we teach, which is keep your cat carrier out in your house, kind of use it as a piece of furniture for your cat, um, do some positive reinforcement in there, feed your cat in there, put some catnip in there, put some toys in there. So they start to have positive associations with the carrier so that when they go, it's a favorable experience going in the carrier. And it's not just all equated with trauma. Um, You could also think of kind of brushing your dog's teeth. A lot of people, why won't my dog let me jam this thing in their mouth? (laughs) Well, if you can expose them to it when they're younger, if you can bring it to them with a reward, it's going to be much better. Right. Um, And then, you know, kind of going over to hamsters, they've also created a hamster wheel that has a handle so that they can take their wheel and they can take it to the vet. Now, that one I'm a little bit skeptical of because um, rodents are a much different uh, animal than a cat. And also, um, being a prey animal, I'm a little curious about how a clear container for transport would work. Um, That, to me, might stress them out a little bit. But, um, again, an innovative product nonetheless and probably something that you'll see next year and the year after. They'll redesign with more feedback. Um, And that's how a lot of these products work. I I was thinking, um, because I I stopped and talked to the man that was at that booth. And it's a one-product booth, right? So that's all they have. Right. And they haven't. They don't even have it on the marketplace yet. You know, it's just showing at the at the booth. It's a very innovative idea. You know, I, it it caught everybody's attention. It caught my daughter's attention. I'm sure it caught the rest of the staff's attention. Right. It was a father whose son had the idea, and the father was in an industry for which would support that. And I think he's now retired, and so now he's putting all his effort into designing this and, and, and getting it to marketplace and trying to come up with ideas. And one of the things that's interesting about a, a, uh, this like creative idea showing up with is then they get met with different manufacturers and their opinions, different other product, you know. The merging pe- of ideas. Well, they have the whole industry to come and give them feedback. And right. they, they leave kind of fully... Some of them probably have their eyes wide open. It's like, oh, I never thought of that. And some probably put their tails between their legs and kind of meander back home because the idea may or may not have flown over well. So uh, in that case, a lot of lot of positive attention, and, and I think it had a lot of promise. And well, he had a lot of ideas of how he wants to continue the product line. But he has a it's a one-man band at this point. And I was like, you need a bigger ball. And he says, yeah, that's it, one of our ideas. You need a this. And, you know, it's all part of the idea of, of creativity, and it's always fun to find, you know, 
how does this happen? Right. You know? Well, the bed that converts into a carrier makes all the sense in the world to me because what I imagine is we had Winston the Tegu in here and he has his own bed and the bed was sitting in here and I'm trying to think how do we convert something like that into a carrier and I'm thinking you know the guy who came up with the sofa bed probably had a similar dilemma and look how he turned that into a great product which then turns into uh, futons and then next thing you know we've got a whole category that's that's blowing up out of it. So it, it is a fascinating idea because I agree with you, Kirbe, in the fact that there's nothing, it, it put your mind in the mind of the animal. You don't want to be shoved into a little tiny container to be carried around. So it, it makes perfect sense. If I like my bed and I'm always comfortable in my bed, that's probably the best way to take me. So, oh, at six and a half months pregnant, if I could have taken my bed onto the airplane. <laughs> I would have definitely taken that. For I, sure. can, I can imagine. Yeah. I imagine that if all you have is a carrier, that the only thing that's used for is to go to the veterinarian. The kind of even it's smells a, that are in off. there would be kind of that the hor- hormones and such that that would be frightening and right. you know from the last traumatic experience. Whereas if it's something it uses on a regular basis, it has a lot better odors around it and. Uh, a little bit more calming. Right. Now, uh, after that product, what other kinds of things did you see? Because I've got to imagine that the toys and just the containment items and all of the fashion sense, I, I guarantee the fashion sense, has to be proceeding along to the point where I don't know that we've got little mouse outfits that are like granimals or, or something like that. But give me an idea of what kind of other things did you see that just are, it, it just, it makes you say, wow, where would you have to be mentally to think of that? Yeah, I think, too, and we talked about this a lot. One thing I tried to do this year is I sat in more seminars. I really sent uh, Miranda and Emmy out on the floor, our buyer and our manager, um, to scope out products. And, you know, I find, especially going to these shows my entire life, you see a lot more um, humanizing of dogs and cats and a lot more outfits and even nail polishes and things like that. And, you know, I think especially for the Zoomer generation, that's fun. That's hip. Um, I like to stick with items that are a bit more practical and really solve problems. Uh, one that I thought was really just simple, made sense, is a compostable litter pan for a ferret. Um, I have two ferrets that I acquired as rescues. And again, um, I'm finding that what I need product-wise is changing based on how my life changes and being six and a half months pregnant and smells being terrible. Let me tell you, working in a pet store when you're pregnant is not the best place to work. Um, (laughs) When I go to change my parents' litter pans, um, which they produce a lot of waste, um, it's, it's a lot to clean them. So having something that kind of from a convenience factor is a compostable tray that can last a week. You can fill it with their litter. Um, You can put a probiotic in it to help break down the smell. And then you can just compost it or you can toss it is really convenient um, and really good for people like me that live crazy busy lifestyles and and need that. 
Um, as far as other products go, I mean, I love how every year they get more and more and more innovative with dog toys. Dogs need enrichment, and every year it gets better and better. So there's one in particular where you, it's a little yak, and you put, no, Yeti, it's a Yeti, and you put um, yak milk in it, um, a hard yak milk, you put it in the microwave, it expands and then it fills the yeti and then it um is something that they can chew on sounds really weird somebody needs to know what a yeti is i don't know what a yeti is this is a yeti this is a yeti It, it is a coffee mug that is sealable and i will tell you these are the greatest <laughs> it's no that is a yeti but i am referring to a different miranda what is it oh well you know we have to go into our cryptid family here to think of like you know an abominable snow monster oh, or okay. a bigfoot looking type of creature um so yes, a very cute little designed uh, cartoon Yeti. Oh, not okay. quite a cup. Not the coffee cup. <laughs> oh, and, I and, got all excited for oh, a minute. And real quick, it's uh, we've had uh, we've talked about the yak cheese, uh, the yak cheese on 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 air before. Right. It's a you take a square of that in there and just slide it inside there, and you throw the Yeti, the character in the microwave and it puffs up to the point where there's no chance you're going to get that thing out of there it just fills the whole void void spot and so the dog really has to work at the yeti to get out the yak cheese uh whatever cheese they're using uh to get that out it sounds amazing unfortunately we need to take one more break but after the break we'll continue this conversation about these incredible products uh right here on 1320 WILS. Hey, got some ideas for a show? Questions? Maybe suggestions? Just email us, mmpets at 1320wils.com or message us on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash mmpets. I am the little red rooster Too late to crow for day I am the little red rooster Meet the two men who are experts at talking to animals, uh, or something like that. The Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. If we could talk to the We're back here with the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show, and we've been talking today all about the events that took place last week at the Super Zoo Show in Las Vegas, and we have in the studio our guests, Kirby Pruce and Miranda Chavez, who both attended with Rick Pruce to the event, and let's continue with some of the products that you saw that really stood out at the show. Miranda, give us an idea of what are some of the other products that you said now that i've seen that i want to carry it and i know exactly who i'm going to sell it to (laughs) yeah so um one of the brands that i really liked um it's called meowy wana so a little bit of a play on words there Um, and normally they have catnip um for cats but they have a new product line that is actually dognip and so while catnip for some cats will get them kind of crazy, you know, running around, um, get them really excited, the dog nip actually will calm them down. It has a calming effect. 
Um, so we actually looked at a bunch of their toys, and I think we ordered, you know, a whole end cap for them. Of, and it'll be just different things like a a hot dog or a squirrel and inside is a little pocket that you can put some of the dog nymph in there and it's going to have a calming effect while you play with your dog. Hmm. Interesting. I guess that would be something that there would be uh, an interest in with some of the trends going on out there. What else did you see? Uh, another one is a there's a brand called Grandma Lucy's. Um, they have dog treats. And the thing I really like about them is that when you go to the booth, they actually give you the treats to try yourself. Now, I don't know if you've ever tried a dog treat before. I have. Well, I have and, Rick Cruz here. And he <laughs> famously always tries the dog treats in the studio. <laughs> well, they're not, they're not all winners, I will say. But Grandma Lucy <laughs> treats, they're actually made with human-grade ingredients. They're organic. And you can actually eat them along with your dog. So we have a whole line of um, holiday-themed treats coming in. So like pumpkin, gingerbread. And I, I'm like, I can't wait to get them in because I know that my children will want to eat one as well well as the dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. And it's funny because I know that that is a big growth area. That's something we've even seen locally with people coming up with products that are f- people-grade items, but are for pets. And frankly, that's a wonderful thing. Uh, What else would you say really stands out and has to be in inventory right away? Because people will love it, and it will be good for Bruce. Um, So one of them was a company called Benabone. Um, We do already carry their products. Um, They have a new shape um, of their product. And if you're not familiar with Benabone, it is a... Uh, nylon toy mixed with a usually it's a, a meat or a flavor that they just will if it's you know a chicken bend a bone it actually has real chicken baked in with the nylon um, so as your dog is chewing they get the flavor of it they have a new fish bone uh, fl- uh, shape and so think of the most cartoon like fish bone you can think of you know Definitely a Tom and Jerry moment there. Um, and it's a just a great shape that a dog is going to be able to put their paws around, hold on to it, and chew on it. Um, and their little booth was set up so well. Um, they even gave out, gave out little uh, gummy worms, you know, so it was really the fish on the hook type of thing. Gotcha. Um, and so, yeah, we're definitely getting those into the store as well. Fantastic. Now, when it comes to these shows, having been to one now, and I'm sure there's going to be another one in the future, what are you going to do differently the next time? Because this time you learn, and the next time you get to implement off of what you learn. So, uh, Miranda, tell me what's the plan going to be the next time you go to one of these shows to really max out on what you gain from being there? Let's see. I know that we definitely went in with a game plan, and it, it changed as we realized how many things were there to look through. Um, so I think maybe if we had split it up a little bit more where we cover, we can try to cover it better if we were to split the party, so to say, right? and have, you know, Emmy go off in one corner, I go off in another one to try to collect um, as much information as we can, because there were so many booths to go to. I know we must have missed some, even though we walked the floor for, you know, three days straight. Um, so, yeah, really just divide and conquer. It's kind of interesting. They have a 
new product showroom, and it's a pretty typical thing for both both of the trade shows. And that's oftentimes one of those first, like, let's all walk to the new product showroom. Right. Because somebody that, you know, and actually the awards that products win are typically products that are introduced to the new product showroom area. So people are putting their best products forward there, and then we can kind of divide and conquer. But that's been one of those golden opportunities to kind of work from. Right. Well, Kirby, let me ask you this question, because you're someone, again, who's been to a lot of these, and I know you've noticed a lot of the international flair of of the products that are out there, because there are a lot of things, more and more of which are coming from other countries and around the world, because the pet industry, we all think of it very parochially of the United States, but the truth is people love animals worldwide. So what did you see in that regard? A lot of products from around the world, is that still continuing? And do you see that continuing? Well, this year, the international category was smaller than most because of COVID. (laughs) Um, So it was actually the opposite. Um, I didn't see as many products that are international. One thing I do want to mention, though, as someone who did a study abroad in college and studied business in Europe and went over to Stuttgart, is that I find that in Europe, they're usually five to 10 years ahead of innovation in the pet category than they are here in the U.S. And so actually the largest international show takes place place over there for pets um, in Germany. And that one's called Interzoo. Um, That one is taking place next year, which is pretty exciting. And it's really neat because when you walk that show, you get to see products that aren't even available in the States yet. Um, A lot of, especially in the aquatics category, I find um, when it comes to lighting systems, filtration systems, uh, very innovative over there. Well, it's definitely always an interesting topic uh, to talk about and to learn about. And I want to thank you guys for coming in and sharing this information because truth is for someone who the only pet show I've ever been to is at the Lansing Center. So frankly, it's exciting to hear about all of the great things that you guys were able to do. So congratulations to you, Rick, on the awards that you won. And congratulations to you, Miranda, for surviving. And Kerbay, congratulations on you for getting through it in the condition that you're in. So uh, thank you all very much for coming in. Oh, it was our pleasure. And Rick, we're out of time for this week. But on behalf of our producer, Scott Holliday, uh, and on behalf of Rick Proust, my co-host in the studio, this is Lee Cohen, wishing all of you a great weekend and a great weekend. We'll talk next weekend on the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. Meantime, will you all please, please Take good care of your pets. Make sure they have plenty of water and stay safe, everybody. Have a great week. All dressed up, no place to go. Hey, monkey, when you gonna show your face around me? I know.